the solemnity we celebrate today, the Immaculate Conception, is maybe one of the more confusing feasts in Scripture because many people think that it is all about Jesus. After all, we just heard the Gospel of the Annunciation, and it's around the Christmas season, and we think that it is Jesus being conceived in Mary's womb uh, against the normal way of things, the virgin uh, birth, so to speak, but it's not. Uh, It is a feast of Mary's conception in the womb of her mother, Anne. Nine months from now, the church on September 8th celebrates Mary's birthday. But this feast is really a collective celebration of Mary's honors, graces, and powers that all flow from the singular gift of her immaculate conception. It is an event not recorded in sacred scripture, and is not spoken about by Christ himself directly. But we have this gospel, this exchange of Mary with the angel Gabriel, that really see, where we see the foundations of this very feast, and this beautiful, beautiful dogma that we as Catholics hold about our Blessed Mother. So from the beginning of this gospel, when the angel Gabriel exclaims to Mary, Hail, full of grace! The Lord is with you. I think we learn a couple of things. First, Gabriel shows Mary tremendous honor in that greeting. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. There is something so special and remarkable about this ordinary-looking young girl. Something significant enough that one of the greatest angels of heaven would deign to show her honor. And then further again, those words, the Lord is with you. It is as if Gabriel sees God at work already in the life of Mary. He sees something that God has already done that is so special and unique in her. And it's the reason why, maybe even without her knowing it, she is of a higher rank even than the angels. And it's the fact that she is without sin. She is truly the greatest human being who has ever lived outside of her son, Jesus. And the angels, the same ones who banished Adam and Eve from the garden, fell at Mary's feet and did her homage. They saw in Mary the one who would undo the pride of Eve. And also they saw in Mary the mother of the one who would undo the disobedience of Adam. Mary is the beautiful fulfillment of our first reading today, also referred to as the Proto-Evangelium, the first gospel, even, proclaimed all the way back in Genesis, this first prophecy of a Savior and the first promise of our salvation. The second thing that we maybe learn from that greeting, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you, is that maybe that middle part, full of grace, It has many connotations to it, sure. Obviously, Mary is without original sin. That is the primary thing those words imply. But full of grace means something even more. Mary has every possible grace available to any human being. Both sanctifying grace and actual grace. To the point that Mary did not even need the sacraments after her son had died. 
Mary did not need baptism, confirmation, or any of those things. She already had all of the graces that are contained within those sacraments. Mary had them all. She had everything needed from the very first moments of her life to live a life of holiness from the very beginning to the very end. In short, we can say, brothers and sisters, that Mary was 100% receptive to God and to his grace. Receptive to God's work and love in her life and even receptive to Christ himself. And it is Mary's receptivity today that I think we should emulate and honor through this great feast. Since she, of course, was preserved from sin and given those graces from the very first moment of her conception. There is no single moment of Mary's life where she was not receptive, not open to God. Not a single moment. Just think about that. All of us, all throughout the day, are more receptive than others, other times of the day to God. There are some days where we are better than others, but that was not the case with Mary. She was always receptive, always attuned to where God was and waiting his prompting to fulfill his work. So I think maybe the message of this feast is us asking ourselves, how receptive am I? How receptive am I to what God wants in my life? Where is God trying to enter my life, but maybe where am I putting up some resistance instead? Where can I be more full of grace, just like Mary, our blessed mother? And even though we aren't asked to bear Christ as Mary did, where do we need to accept him, to receive him and let him in? We need these graces, unlike Mary. We need to be receptive or else we will inevitably shut God out because of our fallen nature. Again, we can more often resemble Adam and Eve than our blessed mother. But we can't let that happen, brothers and sisters. So may Mary, our perfect, immaculate, and spotless mother, be our intercessor as a wonderful example of receptivity to God's grace. And may Mary, who was truly full of grace, help us to let God into every crevice of our existence and bring him into our lives and into our world once again.